This is Sam. Hey, oh. It's a wonderful story, isn't it? It's um, one that is challenging, but also one that is encouraging for each one of us to sit down here and know that God loves you. That once upon a time, God made Adam and Eve. And his desire was to spend time with Adam and Eve every day, all the time. And then one day, as God made them, he gave them instructions on how they should live. But Adam and Eve, one day decided not to listen to God's instructions, but to listen more to the instructions of somebody else. Not God. God was very sad. God gets really sad when we don't listen to him. Young and old alike, it doesn't matter who we are. And so from that time through the Old Testament, we see that God has been desiring to call Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve's children, descendants back to him. That the world would be just as he made it at the beginning. And so he went through the Old Testament trying different people. Noah, Moses, Esther, Deborah, David. And all these people did their very best, did their very, 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 very best to live by God's standards. But somehow they fell short. And so God decided, the best way for me to get my people back to myself is to come and find them myself. Just as Kathy did come and find her daughter herself, and Denise came to find Justin herself. God said, well, I've tried, but I think I can come and find Paul myself. So how did he do that? In this story of the prodigal son, we find that that son decided one day, well, I know better than my dad. I will do it my way. But one day, that son, it says, came to his senses as he was eating with the pigs. And he had run out of money and he had no place to stay. He came back to his senses and realized, I actually miss my family. I think I prefer life the way my dad had instructed me. So when he came back to his senses, he decided, I will go back. But what did he need to do to go back? He needed to accept where he had got to, to say sorry first, to come to terms with all of that within himself before going back to his dad, to make peace with himself, to make peace with God, and then gather himself together and go back to his dad because he wasn't sure whether his dad will welcome him. As we know, when we do wrong things or get things wrong, there are consequences to our actions. That's the way 
of life. And so he's thinking, maybe my dad might be so angry. And what about my brother? And what about the whole family? I don't know. So slowly by slowly, he starts to make his way back. Does anybody remember in this story how the father reacts when he sees his son? How does the father feel? Just shout out, filled with joy, ecstatic, happy, relieved. All those things put together. How does he show what he's feeling? It says he sees his son from a distance and then what? And then what? And then he runs to him. And he runs. He can't wait because he's thinking, just in case I've been missing him day by day, it might be that he, he, might, he might trip. Somebody else might take him before I reach him. Let me run and meet him. And there's a book that Tim Keller wrote called The Prodigal God. The Prodigal God. I've got it here. Rather than the prodigal son, it's that prodigal God who, in John 3.16, we hear God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Because he tried all those people through the Old Testament and decided, well, the best way is for me to come and find them myself. So he, as it were, runs from heaven to find us. And that's that beautiful story. Just look around, look at the person next to you. Give them a smile. Tell them, in case you forget it, say it after me, in case you forget it, please remember, God loves you. Just say it one more time and let them really hear it, okay? So, in case you forget, please remember, that God loves you. Say it this way, say If you know their name, call out their name and say, joy, you are to die for. Can you say that? I'll I'll translate it for you later. I'll translate it for you. Okay. Can you say that? Say, I'll I'll translate it for you. Because when you say you're to die for, you're kind of thinking, oh, you know, somebody might, you might use the line of being too attractive and all those sorts of things. But I'm saying that actually you're worth dying for. That's the message of the cross. That's the message of the cross is that I will lay down everything. Somebody says to the person that they love, I will give up everything for you. And God does. He doesn't just say it, but he goes all the way to the cross for you and you and you and you. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for the message of the cross. Thank you that the gospel is good news. Thank you that you are good news. And thank you that your love for us is high, it's deep, it's wide. It's great for any of us when we read in the story and see you sit and eat with sinners, with the people that we don't expect you to, Lord. That's a reminder that you love us so much. 
doesn't matter what our story is or our background, you care about us. And I pray for each one of us today that we will hear that message again. But I also pray for those who haven't heard that message before, who maybe are hearing it for the first time today. I pray that, Lord, they will know that you love them. And that you died on the cross just for them. So we give ourselves to you again in Jesus' name. Amen.